Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben. Welcome to episode 137 of the podcast for February 2nd, 2012. My guest today is Jerry Bussell. He is the past chairman and founder of the Jacksonville Lean Consortium, a group of companies and government agencies improving business performance by sharing knowledge about lean principles. He's recently retired as a vice president of global operations at Medtronic Surgical Technologies, and he's currently the president of Bustle Lean Associates, a lean management advisory service for CEOs and their executive teams. And he's also an executive advisor to Underwriters Laboratories, Center of Continuous Improvement and Innovation. He's a Shingo Prize winner from his time at Medtronic. He was inducted into the Shingo Academy in 2005. He's the past chairman of the Board of Governors for the Shingo Prize, and he's also a member of the Champions Club with the Association of Manufacturing Excellence. He's currently writing a book on lean leadership lessons from Abraham Lincoln that will be available in 2012, and Jerry talks about that at the end of the podcast. And I think the coolest thing is that the license plate on his car reads Lean Jacks, which, of course, stands for Jacksonville, Florida. A lot of great lean work in Jacksonville, Florida. So Jerry uh, is joining us today. He's also one of the featured speakers at the Lean Enterprise Institute's Lean Transformation Summit, March 7th and 8th. You can find more about that by going to lean.org. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Thanks for listening. Jerry, it's great to talk to you today. I appreciate you joining us here on the podcast. Well, thanks a lot, Mark. I really always enjoy talking to you, and I look forward to uh, sharing my thoughts with you. Yeah, well, great. It's it's good you're here. Um, you know, we've talked. Uh, always enjoyed talking to you, and um, this is just the first time we're recording it for others. So, um, so thanks. Um, can can you start off? Uh, introduce yourself um, to the listeners, and um, you know, talk about your experiences uh, with Lean through your career and, and what you're doing now. Okay. Well, I you know I worked in. Uh, the operations end of uh, business for uh, over, a little over 40 years. Uh, about uh, 75% of that time was spent in the medical device industry and um, really started and worked my way up through an organization. And I started with Kraft Foods, then I worked for Allegan Inc. Uh, then I uh, worked for uh, a company called Zomed, which was eventually acquired uh, about uh, 12 years ago by Medtronic. Uh, one of the best medical technology companies in the world. And um, I have uh, always been involved in improving, um, trying to improve operations, and uh, took notice of what was going on in Japan uh, in the uh, uh, early 80s and um, read uh, Dick Schoenberger's book, uh, ja- uh, Japanese Manufacturing Techniques, and, and then that evolved into getting involved in some TQM and a little bit of Six Sigma, uh, when I was at um, <clears throat> Allergan, and when I went to uh, Zomed, I was brought in as a change agent to really help them uh, draw, drive a continuous improvement deployment. So it was early on, it was the JIT and the TQM and, and what we knew at, up to that point or could learn up to that point uh, about what was going on with uh, Toyota with improvement. And then um, we were doing extremely well. It was a, a company that was growing, uh, but uh, we were really helping it to uh, improve, uh, to get better through uh, running continuous improvement. I was challenged by the uh, CEO of the company. He was pleased with what we had done. He said, uh, can we prepare for the future? Uh, we're, we're probably going to either uh, triple or quadruple the size of the business. 
can you make sure that uh, the operations can support that level of growth? I want you to come up with a really good strategy to uh, put together a world-class operation. And uh, he gave me a year to do it. I thought it would be pretty easy. Uh, and I was thinking we're doing really well and this can't be too difficult. But I really struggled with it. And um, what I came across my desk was this uh, brochure for uh, the shingle model for manufacturing excellence. And when I looked at it uh, immediately, I said, gee whiz, this is exactly uh, the road type of roadmap that I'm looking for. So I went to that conference, and uh, I felt we, we felt we were doing great with continuous improvement. But when we heard what companies were doing through really applying TPS uh, slash lean thinking, uh, it, was, it was very humbling. And um, I realized how little I knew about it and how little we knew about it. And uh, that really introduced us to lean thinking. And then uh, I was fortunate enough to meet Jim Womack and uh, be able to get aligned with the Lean Enterprise Institute. They provided a lot of help and, and got us going with uh, things like uh, value mapping and uh, and beginning to get off on the right foot. And that was in 19, uh, the end of 1999. And so we were on our lean journey for uh, uh, until I retired. Um, well, they still are on their lean journey, but I retired from Medtronic uh, in uh, April of last year. And I thought I was going to take a year off and, and write a book on lean leadership. And I was approached by a former colleague at um, Medtronic, uh, Keith Williams, who's the CEO of Underwriters Laboratories, and uh, his team, and they asked me if I would help them to uh, develop an advisory business uh, to focus on healthcare. It might sound strange to hear Underwriters Laboratories getting involved in this, but their mission is to make the world a safer place, and, and surely healthcare is uh, one area that. Uh, needs a lot of help so yeah and that's what i've been doing up to this point is really working on that to uh with a number of different parties that are in in the hospital setting and the ambulatory setting and uh also working with the shingo organization we just signed an exclusive partnership to be their uh, uh in most of the world to be their educational partner to help to uh, bring this uh, around the world and the neat part with ul is that you know they are a global company. Uh, they have a great reputation for trust, and they're in 43 countries around the world. So, uh, yeah. good, great way to spread uh, lean thinking and help a lot of organizations. Yeah, well, that, that, that's great. And that, yeah, there's so much need for uh, improvement in healthcare, as we know. And you know, UL, uh, yeah, has made the world safer in terms of toasters and electronic devices. We see that that logo everywhere. So, um, making healthcare safer is certainly an important extension of all of that, right? Right, and they've been applying it to their business very successfully for the last seven years. So it's not somebody going out and doing stuff that isn't actually a practitioner. And I really like that and uh, have tremendous respect for uh, their CEO and uh, because I know him firsthand from Medtronic. Yeah. Now, you're going to be um, one of the featured presenters at the um, LEI Lean Transformation Summit um, coming up in, uh, in Jacksonville. And you're going to be talking about um, you know, collaboration efforts, the Jacksonville Lean Consortium. And you know, before talking about that and what some of the themes are of your talk, you know, one of the Jacksonville connections for people listening, um, you've heard interviews um, with, with our good friend, uh, Sammy Bowery, the lean dentist. Um, you, you play the, uh, a kind of a key role in, um, in Sammy's story, wouldn't you say? Yeah, well, it's pretty interesting. I mean, it was really uh, serendipitous. Um, I, when I moved to Jacksonville, I was looking for a dentist, and uh, I heard that Dr. Bari was one of the best dentists in the area. Uh, and so I ended up going to him. But the problem was I would wait two to two and a half hours. 
and I was really busy with work and I went to him for several years and, and it just got to the point although you know he he's such a great dentist and all uh it it just was something I was unacceptable so over a number of years I, I I worked my way through a couple of different dentists and uh I I wasn't really too satisfied my wife uh wasn't either and she went back to Dr. Bari and and uh, started to go to him, and all of a sudden she said, you know, Jerry, he's a lot more efficient. You don't have to wait all that time. <laughs> and so long story short, I, I went back to him, and I thought because I was traveling about 60 to 70% of my, uh, with my job that he was just doing it to get me in and out. You know, to, he knew that my time was really sensitive, and I, I really prided myself being able to observe some of it still in continuous improvement. I said, well, you know, he's getting better. It looks, you know, he seems like he's flowing things through here. And uh, I was uh, didn't know him personally, and I, I was going over to Japan with my sensei uh, David Chow uh, to visit Toyota, and I had a slight problem with I was worried about a filling, so I asked to go in, and he said he'd take me over lunchtime, and he asked me where I was going. I said I'm going to Japan, and what are you going to Japan? I said to uh, go study a company of leadership, Toyota, and he proceeded to bring out ten books lean thinking and all these books that he had and uh, and this is the amazing thing um uh, and i know you know dr john toussaint from uh, yes. Care and healthcare value network and both of us uh, i was talking to him recently about he was actually over a 10-year period by reading books was trying to figure out how to apply continuous improvement to dentistry yeah and it amazed me so we have become very good friends uh, i brought him up to Medtronic, and he's the type of person, once he saw it, he was able to even take his practice to a whole, whole other level. So I can tell you personally that uh, I introduced him to Jim Walmack and John Shook and these people, which really turned into uh, Sammy writing uh, a book called Follow the Learner to yes. share what he's doing. It's absolutely amazing. I mean, you walk in, you, you never wait. Uh, he has flow managers. Um, he's been able to, I guess, out of about 5,500 appointments, he was able to cut it down to uh, cut out 1,700 uh, appointments because of his quick changeover from one procedure to the next. It's, it's just staggering. Uh, and he's one of the people that we're working with on ambulatory care to try to take that and simulate that and teach others. So, uh, again, he's just a remarkable individual. I don't think I've ever met anybody in uh, the whole lean community uh, that was so committed to continuous learning. Yes. And uh, it's really amazing, and uh, I think he's going to have a profound effect on ambulatory care uh, because he's demonstrated uh, what can happen. And he did all the heavy lifting. Uh, so, again, I've never seen anybody that could read a book and get as far as he, he did. Now that he's seen it, he just keeps improving. And the way he engages people and shows respect for people is just remarkable. So, it, it really I, is, and you know the thing. One thing I was so impressed with um, with Sammy is that he he had no one to copy. You know, I think so often people say, "Well, I know if I'm going to do um, lean podiatry, I need to co I want to copy what some other podiatrist practice did." And and Sammy um, went, you know, to his great credit, went to the source books of Ono and Shingo and um, Jim Womack's books and John Shooks, and he he really had to. Um, you know, experimentally figure out how to apply those concepts in his own practice, um, you know, through a yeah. real, I think, a PDCA process and well, you it's know, so much and more I meaningful. Think, yeah. yeah, I think, Mark, the important thing is that what he illustrates for us is that when we're doing continuous improvement, we are like scientists, we're experimenting. And he was never afraid of failing. He was never afraid of trying. He obviously wouldn't affect his patients, but 
he saw every time something in work and, and teaching his people was a great way for him to learn. And uh, so some people are risk-averse. They're afraid to try new things. Uh, Dr. Bari is always open uh, to doing that. And I think just a, a great role model and, and one of my very best friends. And uh, the only thing that he hits me with, you mentioned Ono. I mean, sometimes they'll go, Jerry, remember on page 98 of Ono? And I'm trying to remember, what book are we talking about? I mean, that's that's the level and the depth of yeah. uh of, of of his knowledge. So uh, anyway, uh, yeah, just a terrific uh, lean leader. Yes, and so yeah, uh, Dr. Bari and, and his practice and, and and part of you know the Jacksonville Lean Consortium, the you know, community of of lean thinkers, is something I'm really fascinated in. I would love to see, and maybe I need to take a role in that. Something similar here in the Dallas Fort Worth area where I am. Um, so you know, talk about what you're going to share. A little bit at um, the the Lean Transformation Summit, and it's it's March seventh and eighth uh, in Jacksonville. People can go to lean.org um, to find out more and, and to register. And there's going to be live streaming this year. Um, and, and I mentioned this because you know, LEI, you know, great friends of mine, not not formally sponsoring this. It sounds like it's a sponsor plug now. But um, talk about um, you know what what your session is going to be about there. Okay, well, what I'm going to try to do is just. Uh talk to people up front and kind of first give an idea of um, how the whole consortium concept started. And basically what happened was that uh, I learned from Jim Walmack early on and that, you know, when you're part of the lean community, you have to give back and share. And I, I got so much help from different people through Jim and through other people in the commu- uh, community and, and really learning through really collaborating, you know, sharing what they knew and let me come see, and then there's a responsibility to do the same thing with other people. So with the success we were having at Medtronic, um, I looked, I live here in Jacksonville, I said, wow, it would really be great if we could take this through the community and, and help not only businesses, but, you know, um, government and uh, nonprofits, if we could all collaborate together. So it was an idea that I had uh, back in uh, 2001, and it took a couple of years for me to get 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 uh, people interested but i did a talk and so after the talk somebody said came up to me and said i can help you and off of that talk they took me to the board of WorkSource, and i got a grant for three hundred seventy five thousand dollars to found it and i didn't found it alone there was a co-founder uh by the name of vlad daniels who had a manufacturing association so he allowed us to get it going there and we were able to leverage his his membership uh a great friend of mine and then what we did was we um ended up getting 16 companies together in 2004 and we created a first group and then the year after that we had another 16 companies working and it was really great and they were at all different levels some people had done lean some were just starting and and the collaboration the learning the, the willingness for people to allow and come into their organizations and do do things together was so powerful. It was really a learn by doing. It wasn't just going and doing presentations. It was doing events together. And to me, uh, I think we've all learned the best way to learn is to do it. So it became the collaboration really turned into a learn by doing. And it built relationships in a network. So it's now grown even with the economy, the issues with the economy in 2008. It's grown to a total of uh, 45 organizations. We have for example, we have large organizations like Blue Cross Blue Shield of all of Florida. They're a wonderful member. Uh, Vistacon from part of Johnson & Johnson, Medtronic, uh, Swisher Cigar, 
we have the sheriff's office, which is a remarkable uh, deployment of it by our, our sheriff with uh, over 3,500 people involved in it. And uh, the mayor now is looking to do. We have the Chamber of Commerce, so we we're, you know we have the University of North Florida involved, and then we have nonprofits that are really struggling. We have the Blood Alliance. Uh, we have uh, uh, the old United Cerebral Palsy, which incidentally my brother uh, is the CEO, and um, they're able to uh, even with funds being cutting back, still provide the same services by deploying continuous improvement. So I always, that that's what I want to share is really the power of doing that, and uh, we've spent uh, you know consortium started. I mean the the, the godfather of them all is Dave Hogg up in Canada with HBM. And, and we benefited from that and through Canada. But our deployment is to try to take the whole city of Jacksonville and make it the center of excellence and, and even the first coast. And right now there's interest on the part of our mayor. He wants to get involved. So we see this as a great opportunity not just to try to recruit business from the outside, which a lot of people are trying to attract people. How about taking the businesses internally uh, within your city and in all sectors, improve them. So I want to share some of the, the uh, things that have uh, been accomplished by the different organizations and, and how it can be a powerful way to uh, continue to on your, begin your lean journey and continue to be successful. I find that when people from like Medtronic would go out and help somebody else, by working with other people, they came in more fired up to do improvements in our business through helping others. They came back with a good feeling because they had really served other people. But they were fired up. And also some of the, the fundamentals, the basics that we might have been missing after a period of time, they were reinforcing them and saying, you know, I'm trying to teach this, but we're not doing this over here anymore. We need to. So it's, it, to me it's just a, a very powerful way uh, to uh, – help in really uh, staying the course and, 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 and continuing to improve on a lean journey and build tremendous relationships and all that, and uh, it's a win-win situation. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that, that collaboration you know, is so powerful, and it, sounds, it seems like not just the business community, but um, I, I'm curious, you know, within government, I've um, previously interviewed um, uh, Lieutenant Randy Russell, who had been with um, the Jacksonville Sheriff's Department. Um, what do you have any thoughts or insights? You know, there, there's there's some discussion in the you know, at the national level and you know, state of Washington and uh, Iowa and Connecticut are doing things with lean. Do you see any of that locally um, within government or other offices? Well, I do. I mean, as a matter of fact, I did a project for the governor of uh, of, of the state, Governor Scott, uh, through his um, Secretary of Environmental Protection. Uh, they asked if I would help out, uh, and I did this on a pro bono basis uh, just before I retired. I took a couple of weeks off from work, and uh, we were able to, their problem was they couldn't get environmental permits, which was hurting their ability to recruit business. And uh, so we did, over a two-month period, we did a voice of the customer, and uh, we were able to take two-thirds of the time out of getting an environmental permit by getting in people involved. And the, the driver, the catalyst, was one of our members, which was the DP for the Northeast District, which is a model for continuous improvement. I mean, Jim Womack came in to see it uh, uh, back in June, and he, he didn't want to leave. He mm -hmm. said, this is incredible to see what can happen. So we have a good role model there. The mayor has been after me. He really wants to apply it. He's had to do some downsizing and to, uh, and, and to reorganize. So I told him I'm not going to come in and do anything until – 
you know, all of that is out of the way because who wants to improve something and, and the result of improving it is you're going to lose your job. So uh, things need to stabilize. But, yes, I see uh, he's, he, he's very passionate about doing it. And uh, we have uh, the Electric Authority has is, is been at it for 10 years. Um, I see it, I really see it moving through uh, government because, I mean, there's only other, so many things you can do after a while. And if you want to maintain the services you've got, it, and with less people, you've really got to improve your processes. So I'm very excited about what is going to happen here locally with that. And uh, we're, 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 I think once the chamber and the city gets behind it, I'll see. And the other thing that uh, uh, is going on is that, and I think there will be somebody on the panel, the University of North Florida, I'm working with the director of operations for the engineering school, and they literally have, I think this semester, six projects for their engineers where they're applying, part of what they have to do is they're going out and applying lean to nonprofits. Mm. And uh, the, the results have been staggering. There's one nonprofit that they worked with last year that hadn't been in the, they've been in the red for uh, the last six years. It's the first year in the black. And they've asked for three more projects this year. So the whole power of that and, and getting students involved in the community, uh, I'm also working right now with the uh, superintendent of, uh, the school system, and they want to apply it, and they want to start with central services and then take it through the districts. It's one of the largest school systems in the country, and the superintendent absolutely is sold that this is the way to do it. So as a matter of fact, I have a meeting in another hour and a half to, uh, to decide what the first steps. But really for us, you know, that's the future is really getting into education and, and tying that into government and then getting the whole community to work together. So, again, you have to start slow. Uh, but there's a lot of models, you know, what we're doing here and what's going on out in Portland. I mean, um, um, that is a really terrific consortium. So I think that uh, I think it's a wave of the future on, on how we can work together and collaborate in, in a really big fashion. Well, I, I hope so, and you know, I think I hope people will come hear you talk uh, at the, at the summit. Um, if they want to learn more, the Lean, Jacksonville Lean Consortium the website is leanjax.org, uh, J-A-X. Dot org and uh, it looks like there's a lot of great information there and hopefully they'll spur um, other efforts around the country around the world even for all of uh, our listeners so um, Jerry bustle I want to um, thank you for um, joining us today talk about your work at, at Medtronic your current work at underwriters labs and um, everything uh, else that you're uh, that you're working on do you have, do you have any final thoughts that, um, that well, you would want no, to I really appreciate the opportunity one of the things that I'm doing right now uh, just share very briefly is I'm I'm writing a book on lean leadership uh, and trying to um, share my reflections on 10 characteristics that I, I really feel that um, uh, somebody who wants to be successful as a lean leader at the executive level or out throughout the organization and really make it something that's very practical. So uh, uh, we hope to have the manuscript for the book done by uh, the end of May and have the book out in October. And the point of the book is really to give back and and hopefully the area that's always been a struggle that I hear is, uh, you know, really getting the, the top executives. So I have 10, uh, top executives that are committed to lean. Uh, each one covers a characteristic that hopefully will be compelling enough to, uh, spur, uh, much stronger engagement, uh, at the C-suites of companies to help really drive this. Yeah. And the, uh, the, the working title of the book is, 
Yeah, it's anatomy of lean leadership, and my role model of exemplar, believe it or not, has been Abraham Lincoln, I think one of the greatest leaders of all time. So it's, it's illustrated through some stories of Abraham Lincoln, along with my stories, uh, and also stories from 10 top CEOs who really believe in the power of uh, continuous improvement, and they share how their approach has been to do that. So uh and uh, so I'm very optimistic, and hopefully this will be a, a good contribution uh, to the body of knowledge and, and help come, help people in a practical way to go apply it. Well, good. Well, I'll be looking forward to that, and uh, maybe when, when that's uh, coming out, we can do another podcast talking specifically uh, about the book. We'd love to do that. Okay, great. Mark, I really appreciate the time, and, uh, and I appreciate having the opportunity to share uh, this information with everybody, and I really encourage them everybody who comes to Jacksonville for uh, the uh, Lean Summit. I know that that, that has been uh, that and Shingo Conference as well have been my two, two places where I, I learn the most. And it's not just through what you hear in the sessions. It's in the power of collaboration through networking and learning from others at the conference. Yes, well, yes, I agree. So, um, Jerry, thanks uh, again for talking and uh, being such a great guest. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.